for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host, and the human leader of the Android Underground, Matt Lee. Uh, da, 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 da. What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, July 2nd, 2013. This is episode 88 of Attack of the Androids. Every week, Tuesday evenings, attackoftheandroids.com slash live. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. Joining me this evening, the bros in the house talking about Android. What's up, Eric? Do you want to tell him he's muted, or should I? You might tell him. Eric, you're muted. Wait, no, I'll tell him. Eric. Oh, you tell him. You have no audio. Your audio's gone. Well, that's cool. Fine, whatever. Uh, Nick Carroll, back. What's up, Nick? Hey, uh, glad to be back. Good good to have you. Uh, hopefully Eric will figure his audio out. Are you good, Eric? No? <laughs> Shake your Just head. Just in time. <laughs> no. I'm going to boot Skype up, so... Uh... Yeah, you do what you need to do. Uh, let's start things out. I got a little, a little uh, personal Android uh, conundrum, if you will, I guess. Um, I have insurance on this old GeneX, and I was doing my day job out delivering water and got some ice cream, and the car charger <laughs> tip like fell in the ice cream, and I kind of plugged it in, and uh, I it, the phone stopped charging. <laughs> Basically, like it just would not register. Rebooted, wiped Dalvik, just all the dumb little quirky stuff you would need to do, and still nothing. So I'm like, all right, I better call up customer care, get a new GeneX on its way. It's, you know, it's things you can't buy them anymore, and I really like it. So after going through just a ridiculous amount of like, did you try turning it off and on? Did you do a factory reset? Like, all of these dumb questions. I'm like, yes. Do you know it's the charge? Did you try a different? I'm like, yes, the charger works on my other device. It's just, the, it's this. Trust me. I, I know. Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and escalate that up to our tier two. So I get this other person, and then they're all, like, asking me the same questions. They're like, did you factory reset it? I was like, yes. She's like, oh, really? When did you factory reset it? I was like, Right before I called you guys, because I knew that's what you were going to tell me to do. She thought she had me, but nah, I, I was on my game. And uh, so finally we get to the end. She's like, okay, well, we'll send you out a new device. And then, like, I've I've gotten new GeneXs before. This is like my, whoa, <laughs> this is my third one. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, usually, like, I, they're always unlocked and all that and running CM, whatever. I usually just completely wipe it. Uh, factory reset, but I never relock it or anything. This time, like, she read through this, like, you could totally tell she was reading it. And it's all these, like, I don't know if they're new rules or, or whatever, but it's like, you're gonna get charged $500 if there's anything on this other than, like, what it came with, if it's unlocked. Like, a whole list of things that we're literally going to charge you $500, the cost of the device or whatever, for it. So, like, the phone, I get off the phone with this person, and literally five minutes later, it starts charging again, just randomly. Like, it's it's like, oh, hey, <laughs> I have, like, 5% battery left. 
trying to get off the phone so that they can send me this thing, and, and then it starts charging. So I'm curious, should I just send the new one just right back and not even worry about it, or is there a quick, easy way to... like? And I haven't looked into this yet. I'm sure if I just Google it, I'll, f- I'll figure it out. But I thought we could talk about it on the show. Uh, if you need to send a device back, is there an easy way to relock it and get it back to factory so that you don't get charged $500, which is ridiculous because Verizon, I wouldn't have had to do that in the first place if you would have just put regular updates on it. It's a Nexus device. That's why I bought it, so I'd get updates. You know how many updates I got? A one from 4.03 to 4.04. <laughs> and that was like, I'm not going to deal with this. This is ridiculous. Eric, are you back? Eric, are you still muted? You are muted. <laughs> you guys need to watch the video to uh, to appreciate that. Um, I will say this. He does put in a chat, <clears throat> there's something called Mark Skippin's GNX Toolkit that can apparently do a relock, unroute, and cleanup. So that may really? be an option. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, okay, so this is on XDA. Uh, loading the page. Oh, this is, okay. This is for the GSM and LTE version. Oh, cool. So this looks pretty much like what I need to do. Eric? Yep. There we go. What's up, buddy? Oh, my God. Welcome to Attack <laughs> of the Androids, episode 88. Eric Finkenbeiner, how you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing, you know, I'm doing well. You are. You this look well. Great. You look well. You look like it's about 100 degrees in here, like I feel in here. Nah. <laughs> no. No, no, it's good. Okay, um, so uh, I, I told the story about the Gene X. Uh, wh- we mentioned the link you put up. That looks like the answer, yeah? This the toolkit? Yeah, definitely. So it's the, the toolkits that get put up by, uh, what's his name, uh, Mark Skippen? Right. So it, it just makes it easy. I've used it, for, used it for my Galaxy Nexus back in the day. I used it for my Nexus 4, Nexus 7. Oh, excellent. Everything. And it, it works pretty good, huh? Everything. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'll have to give that a try. Is this new? Like, I mean, I guess you don't deal with Verizon being where you're at, but Nick, you're not on Verizon either, are you? No, AT&T. Okay. Is, is that the same with them? Like, if you just send them back a rooted device, like, are they seriously charging you for that? I wouldn't be surprised, but I do not know. I've not crossed that bridge yet. <laughs> That's so crazy. And like, like I said before, like, we wouldn't even have to do that, but... You force our hand. Well, Apple when I, does when the I was same in the States, thing. Well, so. what, Eric? Well, Apple does what, much the same stuff. I know it's not like Verizon, but they're pretty uh, hardcore about checking out their, uh, you know, their uh, iPads, iPods, etc. You know, when they get them back, so it, was, it doesn't surprise for me. If you, if you, similar, so. for jailbreaking it, if if it's like jailbroke, they will charge you for it, or. Yeah, or water damage, you know, that kind of well, stuff. Well, right, and I get that. Like, I drop it in the toilet and pee all over it or anything. It's just like it stopped. Unfortunately. Unfortunately, it just stopped charging. They probably charged me less if that's what I would have done. <laughs> Crazy, but, yeah, well, good to know. They're I seem that. to remember Sprint acting like this, too. Really? That's, like, yeah, what is the purpose of that? It's like the movie companies criminalizing their customers in a way, you know? That's just a weird thing to do. Stop it. Boycott Verizon. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll be not having a cell phone. <laughs> Only I should, it. It's yeah. been a while since I've checked out what AT&T has here, so I don't know if they have more towers now. I did hear a rumor that 
Verizon's contract with one of these other little carriers around here ran out. And I've noticed, I don't know if this is just happenstance or what, but I've noticed usually in places where I have really good signal, and the only reason I notice this is from playing Ingress, <laughs> like there's places now where I really don't have signal anymore. It's weird. So I don't know if that's true, if that's just a random a squirrel chewed through a cable somewhere. I, I don't know, but crazy stuff. Uh, let's talk about, this is kind of cool. I, this is the phone I kind of got my eye on, the new S4. Uh, my contract is up in a month, I think, the end of August, beginning of September. Uh, the S4 has a Google Play Edition ROM port, which is totally awesome. Uh, the Verizon version of the GS4 is one of the first to receive this love, which isn't all that surprising, Droid Life says here. Uh, but seeing as the GPE is a GSM phone, you can imagine that a bit of work went into making this function well. Uh, according to the developer, this is a port from the GTI 9505, but does not specify if it's from the Android 4.3 build, which Eric seems to be a big fan of. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'd assume instead, or I'd assume that it isn't and is instead a port from the 422 ROM that actually ships with the phone. That's what uh, Kellex here on Droid Life is saying. There may be some minor bugs here and there, but he offers up some ideas for temporary fixes in the meantime. Uh, it may not be perfect, but hey, it's a stock option for those with Verizon's version of the phone. So it's kind of cool. Now, if. If the the HTC One gets the same treatment, like this, if somebody ports over the factory, you know, Android stock ROM, which would you go with? Like just just based on hardware. I know the HTC One, it, like they they are two different phones. They they don't just look like a Genex, you know. But the HTC One looks kind of cool. I don't know. What do you think, Eric? I uh, I, I kind of feel the. I feel the pain of not having a micro SD card slot. So if it were me, I'd probably get the S4, especially because I I really didn't mind the S3, the feel of it. Um, but I I've never held the HDC One, and I've heard that the hardware is amazing. So yeah, uh, if if it doesn't matter, if storage doesn't matter to you, or if the onboard storage is good enough, then I don't I don't know. From what I'm hearing from people like Seth, that might be the better phone. Yeah, and I've this this one's 32 gigs, and I've never run out of of space on it yet. And I don't, there's no SD slot or anything. Yeah. But yeah, my Atrix two basically has eight uh, gigs of onboard storage and 32 gigs using a card, and I never come close to uh, maxing that card out in terms of like videos or or whatever. So um, I would probably go for HTC one, but I personally like the uh, greater uh, range of accessories for the S four. Right. And I've held both in, in my hand at at a local Best Buy. And to me, the hardware, the feel of the hardware doesn't matter as much to me. And if it did, I'd probably just buy a, a case. But I like the idea of the SD card so I can put the existing 32-gig card I have on here for that. So, anyways, I would go for the S4 personally, myself. Word. They should, they should just make 64-gig you know, phones and be done with it. Like, why yes, are we I messing agree. with 32, 16, 8? Here's one with one. Enjoy that. Like, it just, when you have to mess with SD and splitting it, like, it, things always end up not working that well, it seems. Also, if, the SD cards tend to be a little bit lower performing than the, than yeah. the cards you, than it's the not like, you have on board. It's not what, soldered, on, like a direct soldered connection. You're going through this terminal of sorts. Yeah. So it's not, yeah. What, Eric? Uh, 
I, I, I don't. I, I sort of lost my train of thought when you threw out a one gigabyte phone. That <laughs> you're welcome. That sounds great. It's all good. That's what we're here for. Not yeah. sure who that's supposed to be for. This is um, probably less than that. I think my old uh, Samsung Admire. It's really a Cricket Vitality, but very little storage. Oh wow! Right? Hold that yeah. baby up. Yeah. This. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Three point five inch half VGA screen gingerbread. <laughs> There was yeah, a kid on the uh, Ingress community talking about wanting a, a low-res port because, like, he's on this small old phone and it runs and everything, but some of the buttons he can't get to because it, like, it doesn't scale right. <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Oh, speaking yeah. of Ingress, I had my first um, – we were talking about because I live in Kalispell, Montana. It's a big tourist place. So I was kind of curious now that Ingress is, is, you know, a lot more people are playing it. Uh, how many t- tourists would come through and, you know, start playing? And I, so I, I get to work in the morning, and I'm out linking the local portal right there, and I see a message on com that's like, hey, I dropped some keys to Fort McLeod, Canada, uh, by the Dairy Queen at the mall. I was like, ah, oh, crap, I should go get those. So I, like, roll over there right away, and I see this big, giant new truck sitting in this thing like close enough to get wi-fi because he said his internet didn't work and he's holding up his phone i was like oh hey and like so we have this like crazy random like here's some resonators here's some bursters here's some keys and then his wife came out from shopping and clearly not a fan of this i i think i think their whole vacation might have been like Okay, honey, just real quick, I'm going to go hack these portals, and it's fine. I don't uh, think she is. Just the post office, baby. I don't, it's all right. As soon as she, like, came out, I was like, oh, hi. And she just had the look, and he was like, well, got to go. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. But, honey, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. English friends? Yeah, it was kind of cool, I thought, my first, like, uh, tourist interaction. And it was a Canadian. Viva la resistance. Wow. <laughs> yep, just saying. <laughs> That's messed up. You know, I, I thought of what I was going to say. Going back to the to the S4 discussion, isn't that the exact same size as the S3? Yeah. Because if, I mean, tiny bit taller, right a little there. bit thinner, and, de- and a little bit thinner, like width-wise, and not quite as deep. It's like a millimeter here or there, but it's practically the same size, but a larger screen. When you have them side by side, it is actually noticeable in terms of like the screen size. Huh. Can has anybody tried to um, try to use Galaxy S3 uh, accessories and cases and stuff for the S4? Any idea if that works? I would think probably not, but I've not oh, okay. personally tried. No. Uh, the there you go, Matt. Are That's are an similar. idea. There, there are some comparisons that I've comparison videos I've seen in the past where some of the ports weren't quite lined up. But if you have something that's fairly open, maybe that would work. So I don't know. Hmm. There was hard enough time with people trying to get car docks for their Galaxy Nexus because they only made good ones for the GSM version, and it just just uh-uh. a little bit did not not line up. Kids yeah. were like cutting them out with Exacto blades, trying to make it all work, and just terrible support for this phone. This was like the redheaded stepchild of Verizon, man. Like no love for the G Nex on Verizon at all. She was uh, so excited to get it. I know, because I was on the Droid X. <laughs> it, was, it was that and the Transformer Prime, wasn't it? I know. And they uh, both ended up just being ridiculous piles. Ugh. Yeah. Hate it. All right. Uh, moving on. Speaking of 
I don't know what we're speaking of. But are you waiting on the next Nexus 7? This guy on I CNET, am. Scott Webster is, and he wrote an article about it. Are you guys excited? I am. I have a Nexus 7 that I still enjoy the heck out of, and I haven't been having problems that other people have had. Of course, I don't use it quite as hardcore as others, but uh, I'm uh, very tempted to to buy the next Nexus 7 as long as it's under 400 Yeah, is that why you want 7 rather than 10, or did you want a smaller device? I want a 10, 10-inch tablet so bad because it would fill the void, but to be honest, um, I'm not sure I would use it any more than a 7-inch seven, seven uh, tablet, so... I'm kind of torn between what may come for the Nexus 10, but the 7-inch form factor, for me, it, it, it just works. Oh, and just, I don't know if we're, we're really keeping track, but it, he was on a Note 2. And I've been seeing a lot of Note 2s just locally here. Like, the um, my friend's girlfriend has one, that guy. Had, I mean, I just see them a lot in the wild. A kind of a cool device. And we saw some rumors about the Note 3 possibly uh, getting announced here soon, which, I don't know, maybe I kind of want that. I don't know, though. I feel like I have the Nexus 10, so it makes sense to have a, a phone this big, like when I'm out hiking and this and that, you know, it's it's the camera. And I should mention, I found a, a nice glitch. I was taking a photosphere while hiking out in the park uh, down at Avalanche Lake, and as soon as I finished it, and I took my time, because this is, you can see pictures on my Google+, Plus. I post a, a bunch of them, but this place is like paradise. You hike two miles and it's it's a rough hike, like uphill down. It's my legs are still kind of <laughs> achy, but uh, I, you get down there and it opens up, and there's just the glacier there, and this it, it's literally paradise. And so we hike over this rock, and tons of tourists there, and I'm like making this perfect photosphere of it, just gonna fully immerse you guys in this world. And as soon as I hit stop, gallery force closes. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I'm not even going to do that again. And so if you've ever taken a photosphere and have seen gallery force close, like you end up with this pano that's each individual picture not stitched together. It's the weirdest. Li- it, yeah, total fail. Well, so that's what Photoshop's for, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. That's what the delete button is for, <laughs> the, the trash icon. <laughs> but... Uh, they're saying the, there was a live chat uh, which Android Authority first posted yesterday uh, between an Asus rep and Google Plus user Tim P. Uh, in the chat, the rep tells Tim that the rumored Asus K009 would be offered to the public before the ending of July. Taking things a step further, the agent went rogue and spilled a laundry list of hardware details. Uh, reportedly, this is, you know, take it for what it's worth. Uh, the Nexus 7 will run Android 4.3 and will feature 1920 by 1200 resolution, Qualcomm Snapdragon quad-core, uh, possibly 2 gigs of RAM, 32 gigs storage, 5 megapixel rear, front 1.2, uh, Wi-Fi, possibly LTE, Bluetooth, NFC, all that stuff, so... Yeah, what's uh, quite a refresh, right? Kind of bringing it up uh, hardware-wise to where the Nexus 10 is, seems like, if that's true. The only thing I'm not interested so much is the rear camera. I mean, I've I've literally never felt the need to use it on this, but, I mean, a lot of people really like it on iPad Mini, I guess. I use it, but only because the Nexus 10 runs so much better than my Galaxy Nexus. Like, it's just a nicer experience, but it does yeah. suck. Like, I'd rather just use my phone. Like, I didn't take it hiking or anything. It's just, yeah. But this will be cool. I don't know. 
I haven't had a seven. I, I just went straight for the uh, Nexus Ten, but possibly three hundred is what they're saying. Oh, that's a good price point for it. Yeah, what was the first one? It was right two hundred. Yeah, two fifty and two hundred. I bought this one for two fifty. It was a sixteen gig at the time, so I still consider that an investment, even though. It's and depending on if if you're getting. Uh, Signal built into it, LTE or or whatever. That's probably yeah, that's good point. Gonna cost you a little bit more, but yeah. um, all right. Moving on. Uh, this is kind of cool. Uh, there was a while ago. I don't know if you guys you guys probably aren't, but we have a Montana Ingress community, and I found this picture of this dude in a Tesla with Google Glass on, like with the t- the thing in, like he was playing Ingress, and it just looked amazing. It was like this is this is cool. Yeah, uh, is that like a 17-inch uh, touchscreen? Like, yeah, yeah, know? it's yeah. just like a tablet, like, in the car. And he, I don't know if it was Photoshop, it looked legit. And there goes Eric. Bye, Eric. <laughs> Skype's up if you need it, buddy. Um, but yeah, this is a uh, the Google Glass app for Tesla Model S owners. It's called Glass Tesla. Um, the article here on Android Spin, it says, Are you one of the lucky ones who own Google Glass? Are you? You, 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 you? Eric, are you? Is your audio working, Eric? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, my God. Unmute yourself, brah. Skype, brah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be an AOTA episode if something didn't go wrong. Uh, so, yeah, they say uh, you if you have a, a Model S and Google Glass... You're in a small, small minority. Um, Google has you covered, basically. The new unofficial app, it's being developed by Sahas Kata. It aims to use Google Glass to add a few bonus features to the Tesla experience. Uh, these might include the ability to stop charging remotely, get directions while driving, lock the Tesla if you happen to leave it unlocked, and also use Google Glass for climate control. You know, so, I wonder how distracting all this is considering, you know, you have like this 17-inch, you know, touch touchpad and you got, you know, Google Glass that you're wearing. That wonder could you look, what that experience is going to be like. Could you look at the touchpad with glass and then like have it yeah. do some sort of augmented reality like the old uh, 3DS did with those cards? Eric, yeah, how's your audio, bud? Experience. I, th- I think it's back. There it's we go, back. bud. There we go. Good to have you back. He's all back. <laughs> uh, Eric, Google Glass now and the Tesla S. Thumbs up? I think it's cool. I, You know, for all five people that can do that. Yeah. That have both Glass right. and a Tesla S. Yeah, James Bond, Inspector Gadget. those guys Sergey too. Brin. <laughs> Larry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah it's, for sure. It's Sergey Brin and, uh, and who else? Who else has a Tesla? Really? I think that's Jason it. Jason Calcanis. Does he? Iron Man. Tony Stark. <laughs> Tony Stark, <laughs> also known as Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, it says, uh, to end, the future looks bright for the Google Glass and its applications. Where else do you see Glass being useful? Let us know in the comments. Did anyone let them know? First. All right. Helpful, I guys. Didn't. Very helpful. On purpose. Very helpful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. little security stuff. Facebook, Android app off the Huffington Post here collects your phone numbers without permission even from non-members so if you have people in your contacts list that are not on facebook like aunt pruitt hey aunt facebook's got your number yeah even if you buy the phone just buy the phone your your phone 
being activated is, is uh, apparently also sent. Are we more so. nervous about what Facebook will do with this information or what the NSA will do with this information? Probably Facebook. <clears throat> Eric, can we get a quote from you? <laughs> I'm just kidding, bud. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the bug was reported by a security software provider. Uh, that was, uh, they've been also confirmed by Facebook, so it's legit. Uh, which no, the problem will be addressed in the forthcoming version of the app. Could you also address the randomly just force closing and crashing problem? I've completely uninstalled Facebook from my life. The only time I use it is on the web to post that we're doing a show. Everything else is Google Plus, baby. Google Plus. That's where it's at. Pretty much. I'm still waiting for the Google Plus home or whatever <laughs> experience. Maybe we'll see that kind of deal. Google Plus life. Yeah. That would be awesome. Uh, Symantec for the win. They're the uh, software provider announcing in a blog post that its mobile security software, which looks for apps that could pose privacy risks, found that Facebook's Android app had been, quote, leaking the phone number of Android devices on which it was installed. A Symantec spokesman told the HuffPo that any Android smartphone running the buggy Facebook app was affected by the flaw and could have had its phone number uploaded to Facebook. Which, I mean, honestly, though, how many people use Facebook as their address book? Like, I'm sure there's a large percentage of people that do that. Yeah, I don't know. It, is that what this is? Is, is it just that it puts your entire phone book onto Facebook where you can see it or is it giving the information as like a you know like a data stream to Facebook uh, Facebook said that the social network did not use or process the numbers in any way uh, and that they had been deleted from Facebook's servers they said quote this was a bug in the Facebook for Android app and we thank Symantec for bringing it to our attention uh, that was Derek Maines Facebook spokesman I just don't believe that's a bug. Or he some says, sort of quote, feature. we fixed it yeah. in the next version of the app, which is available for anyone to download as a beta today. What's worse than a buggy Facebook app? <laughs> a Facebook beta, I can yeah. imagine. <laughs> how, how do you not notice all this? Think of how many people have Facebook installed on their phones. How do you not notice all this freaking data just like coming at you every day? It, it, sounds, it sounds like BS to me and that they're just backpedaling because Symantec caught them with their pants down. You think? I, I think you might be right. Yeah. Oh, well. Be smart. Uninstall Facebook. Right? Yeah, if it hasn't... You need to do that. If it Install hasn't... Com- my Nexus 7. I probably need to do that. <laughs> I never use it. Yeah, I have it on the Nexus 10. Or, and or it, use privacy mode. There you go. Before. If you're on the nightly, use privacy mode. Uh, Let's talk about, in Gadget's Gun article, Android 4.3 might let third-party apps take control of notifications. They said uh, there's a leaked build of Android 4.3 in the wild. Curious users have been pouring, which you spelled wrong, over the code to see exactly what's new. Kevin from Tesla Coil Software may have found one of the first real gems. There's now a notification listing service under the hood. The feature would let third-party apps read notifications, and perform common notification-level tasks. Uh, While we don't have new software to show exactly how the service will work, it is possible that future apps will have limited control over each other without relying on the hacks that we see today. Uh, We'll know the full story when uh, when Google makes Android 4.3 official. I think this would be great. 
Uh, I mean, they're getting ahead of wearables. Would it make? Not really ahead. They're sort of they're jumping in right when it's happening, which is good. Doesn't good this timing. does this basically allow you to do like what Gmail does, where you can delete or reply within the notification pane, or is this something different? It it sounds similar. I mean, it 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 seems like what they're doing is they're making the notification pane something that you know if you. I don't think it's defined right now because a lot of the wearable devices don't have swipe like you would on a phone. Right. Um, but it's it's giving it seems to be giving wearables manufacturers the opportunity to define how they interact with notifications. Well, and I noticed which is pretty cool. I noticed in the latest tech secure update that now in the notification pane you can do the the swipe down and it'll the mm-hmm. only thing it lets you do is mark it as red. So instead of just swiping away a text message because you read it in the notification pane, it's still active. Uh, it'll let you now, you know, mark it as red so that it's not uh, active anymore. But that's all you can do. You can't reply or anything yet. So well, good job. Do you guys Texas. think that this might be the precursor to a, a Google wearable device? Like all those rumors about a um, a Google Watch that have been coming out. Do you think that this might, you know, be in tandem with that? Yeah, possibly. Right. But does Google need... Well, yeah, that, that would make sense then. So you could have third-party developers making more useful um, Google Watch or whatever it's going to be called. Um, well, they have these uh, you know, game, game-centric features that they've announced you know, at the last I.O. that you know, in theory might go to use if they have a game console coming out. So rumors are, seem to be uh, indicating that that's a possibility too, just like the Z-Watch or whatever <laughs> might come out. So... Well, even if they don't put out a watch, because the whole idea of the Nexus program seems to be let's create a model. Like It's like a model home. This is what it should be. This is what a good experience is, and then they want other manufacturers to you know, jump off of that. So they might not even have to do a watch, but the fact that they're, they seem to be uh, making this environment uh, that is easier for folks like Pebble, um, like Fitbit, like... Uh, like the jawbone people to to interact with Android. I mean, that would be a huge selling feature, I think, for the people that are starting to get into the wearable market. Word to that. Did you guys see uh, mm-hmm. there's, there's... I also, over the weekend, uninstalled Skype <laughs> from my device because there was... Uh, I read something on Google Plus that Who filled... Who uses Skype? Oh, yeah, well, hmm. <laughs> only on my laptop, and actually the only reason I had it on my phone is because there's people we kind of work with now, and like all they use is Skype to chat, which is, I guess, back when Skype owned Skype, that was okay, because it was secure, but not since eBay owned it, and now that Microsoft owns it, it's completely not, which, I mean, whatever, you know, we're not making plans to dominate the world or anything, it's just... I feel better not having it on my device. So, yes, Eric. I'm just tenting my fingers. Okay. Thinking about ruling the world. Yeah, I I hear you. I know. Uh, but there's a new Skype bug. I don't know how new it is, but it will enable the Android lock screen to be bypassed. Uh, Matthew Schwartz writing in Information Week. Uh, he says up to half a billion Android devices that have Skype installed are vulnerable to having their lock screens bypassed and being attack dialed. Have you ever been attack dialed? <laughs> no. 
Oh, sounds so, uh, <laughs> dangerous. What I was saying earlier, there's an article Phil Nickinson from was it Android Authority or Android Central, one of those sites. Android Central, yeah. Thank you. He uh, he posted about like there, it was some anniversary thing or something, and Skype got this like redesigned look and and all that, but mentioned something about this this privacy uh, issue, and that's when I uninstalled it. But this uh, looks like uh, Pulsers, the developer uh, administrator for XDA. He uh, tested the attack on the latest version of Skype, which is 3.2.0.6673, which came out Monday, and multiple Android devices, including a Howie Premia 4G, uh, the Note 2, and the Xperia Z. He says the Skype for Android application appears to have a bug which permits the Android inbuilt lock screen, uh, the pattern, pin, password, whatever, uh, to be bypassed relatively easy. If the device is logged into Skype and the attacker is able to call the victim on Skype, uh, he reported verifying the attack using two different Skype accounts and two devices, one of which was the target, which had its lock screen active and engaged. Uh, according to Google Play, they have uh, between 100 and 500 million devices that Skype is installed on. Uh, the attack works by sending a Skype call to the target device. Uh, which will cause it to wake, ring, and display a prompt on the screen to answer or reject the call. After the call is accepted via the green answer button, the attacker must then end the call, which will then cause the target device to display the lock screen. But turning off that lock screen by tapping the power button once and then turning it back on will then bypass the lock screen. Uh, It will remain bypassed until the device is rebooted. (laughs) That is clever. Whoops, isn't it? Like that that just blows my mind that like yeah. how you figure something like that out. Just complete genius. I think Yeah, that, that's, that's a real hacker right there. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's wicked cool. Uh, I have to think that this was just found out by accident. Yeah, Oops. probably right. <laughs> the person that found it out was just like, uh, where's well, my and screen? We've we've seen other like uh what was it? Was it the S S four? There was some device that had that emergency call bug and it had to do yeah. with kind of turning it off after the call ended. That's weird. It's kind of the reminds me of that same same kind of thing. It's the same idea, I think. Yeah. Um, this, but don't you have to be friends with somebody on Skype for them to call you, or is that not true? I, they have to ask Skype. I was thinking, as well, right? Can you troll just like a phone directory? I thought they had like a. Yeah, you might be able to. Yeah, but okay, check this out though. Ideally. If you're using this to, like, gather information or whatever, you're going to have done your homework, which will probably involve creating a fake persona that has Skype in order to get this person's number. Like, you know, depending on the situation, you could easily come up with with social engineering ways to, you know, insert yourself into that person's life where they need to Skype you. Hey, you want to well, be on our podcast? I mean, if- Eric, you want to Skype us on this podcast <laughs> from your cell phone? <laughs> hey, I sent you, I sent you if, an if you, email. If you've given somebody physical access to right. your phone and you're friends with them on Skype. I mean, it not not to uh, you know, belittle the fact that this really needs to be fixed, but I mean, it why are you being you an have to a-hole go a lot of stuff to make this happen? <laughs> right. It's just like, here, have have my phone. I'm going to go in the other room. What's that ringing? Oh, it's no problem. Don't worry I'll about it. I'll be there for it. you. Stay right there. I'm testing. This does seem a little easier than, like, looking for the smudges and figuring it out that way, you know? That's pretty great, <laughs> too, though. Yeah. 
for God, sure. I love this much. Uh, reach by email, uh, press contact for Skype. Swa said nothing. Okay, so, <laughs> hmm. uh, yeah. And they said here that the uh, lock screen bypass resembles a similar vulnerability discovered in April uh, by Vietnamese information security firm Bachla, which affected an Android app built by Skype rival Viber, which is likewise installed on 100 million devices. Uh, using the bug in Viber's Android app, it's <laughs> a funny name, uh, which has since been patched, an attacker could send a Viber, mes- <laughs> a Viber message to a target that also I had the, the ladies same- love that app. Really? <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway, so yeah, uninstall Skype. Moving on. Uh, ZDNet, best Android smartphones for July 2013. A lot of the same, yeah? A lot of the same. So, the LG. You know, a lot of the phone dog, you know, like top five phones, and they tend to be a lot of the same too. A lot doesn't seem to move between, you know, each week with those lists, but uh, over time... It's all the same devices, though, right? It's the Nexus yeah. 4. It's the, there's a new Motorola one on there, like some new Razer M or something. I, I forget what it's called, but... Uh, and then... Here it is. It's the... You know what, ZDNet? Your photo gallery thing is the worst? Holy... Yeah, put it all on one page, for God's sake. I know, yeah. right? There's like comments saying that. <laughs> like, you yeah. guys are the worst. The Razer yeah, Eye. It's called the Razer Eye. The Razer Eye. Uh, two gigahertz Intel Atom uh, ice cream sandwich 4.0. Nice, guys. Nice. Okay, I'm done with this. Same phones. Thank you. Uh, best tablets. They also have an addition, but I'm not even going to click on it because your gallery sucks. Moving on. Firefox, Android's rival, brought to you by Google. The first Firefox smartphones go on sale in Spain on Tuesday, uh, targeted at cost-conscious consumers, because isn't most of Spain unemployed right now? Or is that somewhere else I'm thinking? No, it's Spain, right? The the two big downsides is that these are low-end phones, and the operating system is realistically two years behind Chrome OS, much less Android. So it's like... uh, I'm not even sure there's much of a market for it. Like, uh, if even in places phone, like Greece and Spain, you think, or Africa, or anything like that? Yeah, maybe third. But <laughs> like can't you? Yeah. You could then equally get an Android smartphone that is a, about the same, right? Hardware-wise or whatever. Yeah. Is the argument that Firefox OS runs better on less hardware? Or is it just seen, another? I've seen two video clips of them running, and it's still laggy. One from Engadget, and one from I don't remember who the other uh, company was, or who the, you know the other website was. But doesn't look, uh, you know, maybe I, it's what I should expect in a low-end phone. But uh, well, I'm does it? Because this this runs HTML5 apps, right? So it says yeah, it's more only. akin to creating websites rather than apps that run on Android or Apple devices. Uh, this means yeah. the developers don't have to produce different versions of their apps for different platforms. Any device can run uh, HTML5 application. So maybe that's it's in essence a Chromebook then, kind of. It's kind of like that. It's just the, a browser. The, 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 key, the with, key difference is like a Chromebook is a relatively a lot more powerful. Well, right. I mean, in a phone form is what I mean. Yeah. Like it's well, just I mean, a browser, it, right? It's a browser with a file system and, and that's it. Yeah. From what it sounds like. Yeah. But I mean, there's not even the benefit of native apps on such a Right. Machine. I see what so you're it's, saying. It's just, 
I don't know. It's for me technically, it's a hard sell, even if in a anything short of a third world country where if there's any other choice, maybe any other choice might be better. I don't know. Maybe I'm just pessimistic about it, but I'm very skeptical from what little I know about it. So I am interested just because it's I like seeing uh, other stuff like the Ubuntu one, and you know we have Windows Phone. There's BlackBerry. It's good to see a bunch of different stuff so that we can pick the best which is why I'm going Windows Phone here. Done with this Nexus crap. <laughs> uh, so, all right. Well, I'm pretty cool. sure you can't dip the Windows Phone in ice cream either. No, probably not. It wasn't the <laughs> phone. It was the freaking charger, dude. Come on. Which also works now. Well, then you so put it what... in the phone. Well, I wiped it off. Maybe just not all the way. But it works now. Like, it's it's fine now. Whatever. Send it back. I'm going to just because this one has, yeah. like, little... Little uh, scrapies there, and the screen's got little... Actually, the screen's not too bad. Mm-hmm. There's, you know... It's all right. Moving on. Uh, there was also an article on The Verge about the Firefox OS, and they're saying that basically what we said, that Android is getting a little too chunky for these cheap phones, and that uh, Firefox OS will run better. Obviously, this coming from the Firefox OS creator, he's going to say that. It's just like Intel saying that the Android doesn't handle dual or quad-core chips, so buy our stuff or whatever. <laughs> Remember that? Okay, moving on. Uh, well, it's I think this about. sort of, this is like an interesting uh, segue into the key lime, pie, key lime Pie discussion. Yes, please. Because the Wall Street Journal was saying that <clears throat> Uh, that according to their sources, uh, Key Lime Pie, one of the goals that they're uh, going after is to make it run better on lower-end devices. They're specifically trying to target the emerging um, and uh, like lower-end markets um, with Android. So if if they can do that properly, then and if this is the only you know the only reason that Firefox has in their arsenal uh, as to why you should get a Firefox phone. Uh, it doesn't really bode well for them. Yeah, I would personally like to try a Firefox phone just just to check it out because as as much of a skeptic as I am, you know, I'm still open to the idea. I'm still open to the idea of a Ubuntu powered phone. But uh, I mean, just from what little I know, it, it's it to me it's a hard sell. But I mean, I've got friends that are that are that will actually buy one just just to try it out. I, I'm not willing to go that far, but I'm willing to look at real user reviews on it and see maybe there's there's maybe they do it right maybe they do it better than than what I, I think they will do so yeah it it i tried installing it on my phone last year it was a real pain in the ass to even you know like get it downloaded and it wouldn't compile um so i sort i lost interest pretty quickly um i think that's why you know the when i actually like use the ubuntu phone like they make it I, they seem to make it easier, and they've done a lot, a lot more developer outreach. So, I would, I would expect that to succeed before the Firefox phone succeeds. I'll, I'll um, give, oh, I was going to okay. say, I'll give a shameless uh, plug to one of my friends, uh, Domenico. He has a, uh, a YouTube channel, mobile, uh, you know, called I, I think it's Mobile Dom, but he gives like a 15-minute like overview of the Firefox OS as well as Ubuntu Touch, like he actually has it. In, Puts on his webcam, so maybe if anyone's interested, they may they may look at that. But uh, nice. So. Yeah. Did you but, guys see? Uh, yeah. Oh, so Keylon Pie. Oh, good. No, you go ahead. No, I was I was, was going to try to segue us into something else, buddy. Yeah, let's talk about Keylon Pie. Did we talk about? It? Is that uh, it? 
Moving on, let's talk I, about I, this yeah, X phone. The it. Motorola X phone is not going to be a droid device, which is fine. I'd rather it not be a droid device. But does that mean Verizon's not going to sell it? Are they going to be D's about it? What do you think? I think they'll be D's about it. I think so too. <laughs> I, I and this is kind Don't of the it. other. I mean, we don't really know much about it, but I, like I said before, I've always had Motorola hardware. I really liked it a lot better than Samsung. It took me a while to get used to the way this phone feels. Like, I'm fine with it now, but going from a, the Droid X, which is really solid, like, it feels like a, a good, solid device, uh, to this, it just, I was like, man, I'm going to break this thing. Like, it's, it's a toy. It's, I, I don't know. So I was kind of keeping an eye out for this Motorola X phone that we keep, you know, hearing stories about. But uh, The Verge says it has learned from multiple sources that the X will not be a droid device on Verizon, which means, uh, if true, that Google is very much interested in creating a strong Moto X brand. Uh, Verizon has traditionally been the U.S. carrier of choice for Motorola. Uh, the original Motorola Droid is a very important handset for the history of the Android ecosystem, which Verizon, being partly responsible for the popularity of the late device, uh, started back in 2009. That was the first one I got. My first Android phone was the Droid. It was awesome. Coming from an old Windows Mobile, like 5.1 or 6.1 or whatever, that, that thing, like, it was amazing. <laughs> it was so amazing, but... Yeah, uh, they'll come out with probably something similar still on Verizon. Yeah. I don't think they're going to cut all ties with it. Just Yeah, because that would be silly. And it says that um, it doesn't mean Verizon won't get other droids. We've recently seen details uh, leak for a couple of droid ultra handsets, uh, which will most likely be heading to Verizon since that is their exclusive. But, yeah, just because it's not a droid doesn't mean they won't just sell it as here's, uh, here's you know, another option. But I hope it's cool because I kind of... I'd rather have that than an S4 if it's, you know, hardware-wise, if, it, if the, the processor and the RAM and, and everything is up to, to speed. Did you guys see the article about the Moto X phone um, uh, where it, it said that it's the first smartphone that you can design yourself? Really? No, I didn't. What's that, that about? I scanned it earlier today, but I never, got, I never actually got a chance to look at it. That sounds very interesting. Yeah, so so this is what this is what the ad says. It says the first smartphone designed, engineered, and assembled in the USA is coming. Uh, you know, skip some some like tomorrow you'll eat burgers, fireworks, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. <laughs> uh, and then it says the first smartphone that you can design yourself because today you should have the freedom to design the things in your life to be as unique as you are. So like, I want mine with an unlocked bootloader. I want mine getting updates from Google, not you, Verizon, because you're D's. And I want mine with, um, I don't know, what else? Wireless charging. That'd be cool, sure. Well, a I mean, car dock. Can, that's this is, this real. is really interesting. Yeah, no, that's cool. It depends what it means, though. Is this all just BS fluff? Well, I'm it could skeptical. be. What, I've been what burned it sounds like times. to me, the impression I get is like, you know when you go to, you go to like Dell.com or Apple and you buy you a build computer. your own, right. So you could say, I want two gigs of RAM, 64 gig drive, and pure Android. Boom, send it. And Eric froze. <laughs> Bravo, sir. It's because I kept cutting him off. I'm sorry. Nick, are you excited about this? I'm interested in it, but I don't know exactly how customizable it will be. Uh, right. Uh, but, uh, what's the gentleman, Guy Kawasaki, that was basically saying, hey, it'd be kind of a good idea if you could, it'd be nice to be able to customize 
yeah. phones, and then he's like, "Oh, we're not we're not planning on doing that." And then two months later, oh yeah, we are. <laughs> Eric, <laughs> I feel yeah, like I think... he's just sitting really still, messing with me. <laughs> Maybe so, <laughs> Eric. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. What else? Anything interest you this week? The uh, Pebble Watch now available at Best Buy, except that the pre-orders are not fulfilled. Kind of like the Ouya situation. Yeah, that, that sounds very very similar. To that I, I would be interested in actually seeing it, holding it, and playing around with it. So yeah, Jeremy seemed like that would be good. Jeremy seemed pretty stoked about it. As far as like. It's a good use case, like, for what I do, too. Just, like, driving all day, it would be kind of cool to, to just be able to check. But I don't know if that I'd wear a watch, you know, so... Well, I'll say this. For me, uh, there are a few things that I have to... That if I'm going to buy them, I have to see them, hold them, touch them, look right, at them Right, right. Things like computer monitors... Shoes. And, you know, I can't order shoes you... online <laughs> or pants because yeah, exactly. they never and fit. If you're going to wear it, if you're going to look at it very yeah. often, yeah, it's good to see it. For so sure. It's a good step for Pebble. Definitely. Got to get it into those stores. And it's cool that we're, we're seeing more Kickstarter products come to fruition and then end up in your big box stores. Like that, I think that's really cool just for the commerce system itself. Like we crowdsourced this thing and now it's in Best Buy. And we didn't have to go on Shark Tank to do it. You're, you know, so it's, it's a cool thing, I think. Yeah, just like the, the basically the same exact story. You know, Kickstarter, straight to Best Buy, you know, yep. and, uh, GameStop. In fact, that's where I did. You know, is um, you know I'm going to be getting a Ouya myself. <laughs> I uh, yeah, you're actually, probably going to get it before Eric gets his pre or, or his uh, Kickstarter backing. This is a race maybe. now. <laughs> the the key issue is I still ordered it. <laughs> right, right. Who knows how long that'll take? So yeah, who knows? Let's see. I'm going to guess Eric's back, but no audio. Cross the street. No, I'm here. Oh, okay. Yay. Eric, uh, <laughs> Nick ordered a Ouya. Did you get yours yet, bud? Uh, no. It might be waiting for me when I get home, though. Except that know. if it is, somebody stole it, and it's gone. <laughs> Damn it. Damn. Where did you order it from? Okay, well, for me, I was I, I left work on a, on a Saturday, and I uh, walked into Best Buy, and I was going to see if they had it on the shelves, and they basically said I could only order it, order it online. So I drove to the closest GameStop, and they basically, you know, ironically... You know, I walk in and there's an advertisement for different things, and one of the things is Ouya, like an you know an ad sheet or a paper for that. But they didn't have it actually in the store, and I was tempted to just walk away and order it online. But they, but the cashier asked me if I'd like to order it there, and it'll be delivered straight to my house. You know, no no charge. So I was like, okay, I'll go and do it. So I ordered it, but I don't have like a UPS tracking number, so I literally have no idea how long it's going to take. Ah. So. Welcome to the club. Yes, it's yeah. exclusive. <laughs> well, that's cool. Good for you. Oh, and while you were gone... We... <laughs> Love it, Eric. While you were gone, we were talking about the uh, Pebble making it to Best Buy and how that's cool that like Kickstarter products are getting to Best Buy uh, after. Yeah. Well, you know what's funny is that it, it's, like, it's like the two most popular Kickstarter... Uh, yeah. decided to totally. piss off their customers in the exact same way. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Like, here, you can get it at Best Buy before our backers get theirs. That's fine. Maybe this could be a learning experience I, for other successful Kickstarter projects and other 
backers. <laughs> so or it sets a bad precedent that like, yo, you can get away with screwing over your backers because you're rich. It don't matter now. You're in Best Buy, sucker. I, I think that it's I think it's pointed out like a what's probably a um an unexpected uh you know issue with doing fulfillment to big retail stores. It's hard. Like, they probably didn't realize <laughs> it's it, harder than but... it seems. <laughs> yeah, because I'm sure like we talked about this last week. I'm sure that Amazon and Best Buy, GameStop, they probably say, you know, by this day in a contract, you need to have you know. 10,000 units sitting in our warehouse and you need to refill us, you know, with this many thousand every week. Like it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's harder to screw over the people you're contractually obligated to than it is to just screw over the suckers that, you know, decided to make your dream happen. Yeah. Well, so. also one other thing, like, uh, it's notable that Ouya, that the company has been like cut, I don't want to say cutting corners, but they've been trying their best to save as much money as possible. Like, they don't pay for a location at E3. They go to a parking lot. They, they <laughs> Classic don't, move. That was pretty funny. And then get there blocked are, in. <laughs> yeah. There are no end caps, you know, like a Best Buy or a GameStop, you know, specifically for Ouya or no sections. You know, you're lucky to even have any sort of in-store presence for those items. So you're really forced to It's a cutthroat game, and, right? That is a yeah. crazy cutthroat game, getting shell store facing and where you want to yeah. be in the store not like way in yes. the back with the cds yeah so i mean i do think they're trying their best to not spend any any money that they don't have to absolutely spend so right we'll see how it goes so one th- another thing that concerns me is i've watched a number of like reviews you know in the last week that have come out in the last week by companies that just now got it and they have the recent updates and it's still kind of a mixed bag. Some people are still very critical, and some other review sites or whatever, bloggers or Ouya backers or whatever, customers are somewhat happy about it. So it's it's still not a, a polished product at this point, but it is right. 1.0, so we'll see how it goes. So Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, before we do app picks, uh, check this out if you guys are watching live. Droid Life article, they got a piece about GameStop. Having the shield and like you can go in and, and play. It looks like a demo uh, booth that you would see like the Nintendo DS in back in the day. Like, come here, try it out, check it. That's cool. Android gaming stuff, getting some, some. Yeah, you, you know that's really what we we're talking about. Nvidia is spending that money to get you know the floor space for that kind of an item. Right, but so, Nvidia isn't a Kickstarter company. Nvidia has been very, very profitable selling graphics cards to nerdy gamers for like the last decade. You know, so they also Nvidia has a hundred dollar product. You know, right, right. The, sure. They've just barely by margins got it out, and Nvidia is like, hey, we're just you know throwing money out. <laughs> so. Yeah, and they say uh, off of Droid Life here uh, that the launch, with it being pushed back, people out there that pre-ordered the Shield uh, but were met with sad emails last week. Uh, and if you can't wait to get your hands on one, NVIDIA has partnered with GameStop and Micro Center to set up some unique Shield experience centers throughout the country. Uh, in total, they say there appears to be 20 experience centers throughout the U.S., uh, from Frisco, Long Beach... East Coast, Miami, New York. Um, they say if you want to try one out for yourself, you can look up to see which location is near you on their pre-order page. Uh, in addition, you can also see some of the fun we have with our shield unit. How come we don't get a shield unit, Eric? What the hell? 
Nobody cares about Attack of the Androids. That's fine. No, it's in, it's in the mail. They send <laughs> me the tracking number later. Along with my $20 for winning the bet. And, uh, cool. Yep. <laughs> All right, at picks. 20, arbitrary number. Right? Hello. 20, 30, 40, Is it monopoly 50. money or real money? This is real money, please. It's bitcoins. Oh, 20 bitcoins. I'll send you sir. some Burmese money. Send me some bitcoins. <laughs> All right. Nick, at picks. Give us your at pick. Yes, uh... I was going to show it on my phone, but I've had really bad luck. I've got two lamps on each side, and it's basically just glare and hey, noise. it's all good. We'll picture it yeah. in our mind. Yeah. Well, so basically, uh, I was. it's called a Redline Rush, and I was worried that Shane may have picked it because uh, he's a little bit of a race car uh, uh, aficionado. But uh, it's by Crescent Moon Games, and it's a recently re- released racing game, race car game, like Need for Speed or whatever. And uh, it's come out like maybe about a month ago, but the number of new users has actually skyrocketed in the last month or so that it's been out. Um, it's a free game. That's probably partly why you know it's so popular. But uh, um, there is a little bit of adware. Like if you complete a level, there's some adware in between. You know, some ads you got to look at. But I mean, it's you know, what do you expect in a game like that? Uh, it runs on mid-range hardware. So even on my Atrix uh, two uh, smartphone, it runs. Uh, very well, I'll say that because I've actually played it exclusively on here. I installed it this and on the Nexus 7, but I've been playing it only here. It doesn't seem to use the gyro, the gyro, whatever you call it, but uh, it uh, it does respond to you know touch commands. But uh, I like it. There are three racetracks that I've, that I've seen so far, and you basically have to earn enough points to essentially unlock the other uh, uh, tracks. How does uh, it... I, I've had bad luck with racing games that aren't Need for Speed. Like, they're just... I don't yeah. know. Maybe after playing Need for Speed and all those variations, you're just used to that quality. And none of the other ones are close. Like, is this one comparable? I would say I would say it's not quite on the level in terms of production, but sure. it is an alternative for someone in it with a mid-range phone. But, like, the music is pretty decent. Uh, the graphics, I think they hold up well enough. It's responsive well enough. I mean, I happen to suck at racing games, but it's unfortunately <laughs> for me what I'm most interested in. <laughs> but uh, I, I had an enjoyable experience, uh, experience with it. Um, it does kind of focus on you sideswiping cars, but um, if you like head on anything or just barely tap any bumper, <laughs> you're blown up. But uh, I mean, otherwise, I think it's pretty fun. And the only thing that takes me out of the experience is there are like coins, kind of like Mario, that you kind of drive through. But if you overlook the whole coin, bit of the experience otherwise it it's fairly realistic and fun in my opinion so that's my recommendation it's a free game redline rush by a crescent moon games very cool eric you got an app pick for us i know you do i i do it's called 10 million and it's it's like a dungeon crawling game mixed with like a matching game so here i'll show you so like right now you'll see that Oh, God, what happened? There we go. So you'll see that there's my little guy up here, and I'm fighting somebody, and I have to match. Like, there's swords, there's shields, there's wands. Uh, so you, what you do is you, if you can connect three things together, um, then you'll get that effect. So if you match three swords, then it causes damage to the, to the person you're fighting. If you match three shields, it raises your defense. Um, you will come across like locked treasure chests, so you have to match three, three or more uh, keys. Um, it's really fun, and it's actually quite difficult. In that, I've I've only been able to like beat like the first two levels so far. Nice. Um, 
but it's it's great. It's a dollar ninety nine, and uh, you know it's it's a unique it's a unique take um, that I think I've only seen a few other places um, and nothing recently. So you know, one of the cool things about games like that is there's generally a good uh, like a, a challenge ladder. Like as you play it, it gets right. more complicated or more complex, and uh, I, that I think adds value to to a game like that. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's funny because you start out I think as like a novice. And then you can, and then so as a novice, it's pretty easy. And then you go up to Wayfarer and like all these different levels. And as you're playing, you col- you also collect things like wood and ore, and you use that to rebuild your castle, which gives you access to like an armorer that makes you stronger, it, things like that. Like it, it's actually a very very fun game, and the art style is cool. Uh, it's well worth a dollar ninety nine. Cool. Sounds cool. Right on. Yeah. Ten million? Is that? Yeah. Not one, just one zero, million. Zero, 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 I, zero, I was zero, like, counting. you didn't put commas in, jerk. <laughs> there are no commas. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got to now. It's, it's, I, I've never used this before, and I came uh, across a use case for it at work. It's called CloudPrint. Uh, and basically, uh, we have a sales guy, and we have a website I made, and people send contact forms. Uh, our sales guy needs them printed out. Otherwise, it's just he—he he just needs the, it, a paper thing. So rather than you know having the secretaries do it, because I get the same messages, I was like, why can't I just print it from my phone right to the work printer? And so we got this brand new brother laser jet, wireless, all that stuff. Right? Not compatible. I'm like, oh well, that's fine. I look through the office and I find an old HP. And I'm like, huh, totally compatible. So I set it up on there. It is kind of cool. Like, I don't usually print just in my anything I do here, but at work for this particular use case, like, it works perfectly. I just hit the email, throw it in Google Docs, and then tell it to print. And when I get to work in the morning, it's sitting there ready for them. So, uh, yeah, if you guys ever need to print, it's a free Google app. It's called Cloud Print. So check it out. Yeah, I, I was looking into that earlier this week as well, and unfortunately my wife's printer doesn't work, but I, I right. was kind of – I almost never print it out, but it's nice to have the option of – like sometimes my wife will say, hey, can you print out a pay stub or whatever for whatever yeah. reason? And uh, it would be nice to just fr- you know have it up on my tablet uh, and just pull it up and just print it. Or you, I think you could even uh, – if you have a computer, you might yep. be able to do it as well. Yep, it, like, it's in your use Chrome. drive and, and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that looks, that looks cool. So uh, – I'm, I'm impressed. By I think it, I think it is technology behind it. So yeah, it is. It's way cool. I think it is beta, and so I would imagine once it's out of beta, they will have support for more printers. But I'm not sure. So yeah, there's a cool. whole list of it on the site you can check out to see yeah. if your printer is compatible. It's a cool thing though. Just like you see it, and it's all sending, and then you hear the printer fire up. You're like, whoa! It's like magic. <laughs> I just send pictures of fireballs to the printer, and it starts like, all right. Uh, that's it. Attack of the Androids. That was number 88. Thanks for joining us. Eric, pleasure to have you in living color, sir. Yeah. You're you know, beautiful. I'm happy to be here. Beautiful. <laughs> Nick, good to have you. Thank also, you. Yes, thank Attack, you very much. I enjoyed it. Attackoftheandroids.com. That's our site. We also have an email address. Eric's going to tell you what it is. Well, Matt, it is show at attackoftheandroids.com. Very beautiful. Check us out on iTunes, subscribe to the show, write us a review, because we appreciate that. We don't have giant teams writing reviews like other people do. So help us out, do that. 
If you like the show, you can donate to it. There's all that stuff on the page. Uh, join us in our Google Plus community. That's the one we mainly use uh, to hang out with each other throughout the week and talk crap about Android. The Facebook page and the Twitter, it's pretty much just to let you know, hey, it's time for a show. So uh, check it out, attackoftheandroids.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Peace out. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids dot com.